This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 421 of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. You can listen to this and in, and all past episodes at MarkingOut.com. If you go to any sort of podcasting sites, I'm talking about the Apple Podcasting application. I'm talking about Google Play. I'm talking about Stitcher Radio. Uh, make sure you subscribe, you rate, review, give us five stars. That would be awesome. Uh, if you're markingout.com, make sure you leave a comment so we can read it on the show, just like uh, our broski Ben did uh, last week on the show. It was great. Hope you enjoyed uh, that commentary over his match. Pretty sick. But anyway, markingout.com and all of your podcasting sites. Social media-wise, facebook.com slash markingout, twitter.com slash markingout, youtube.com slash markingout, 11. You can email us, markingout1 at gmail. Dot com. We have merchandise, prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out. Go buy a shirt there. You know, there'll probably be some WrestleMania sales coming up soon and some uh, double or nothing sales, or maybe they'll give you double the discounts, but probably not. But one can only hope. Prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. I'm also sitting here with Dave. You can follow on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Dave, hello. Hey, 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 how you doing? I'm doing thank. great, thank you for asking. And we're also joined this evening by the heart and soul of Mark and Ab, Brandon. You can follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you? I am doing awesome as always. Thanks for here? asking. I No, uh, thank you for letting me ask you. <laughs> Gosh darn it, I, you better ask me this episode. <laughs> And you know what? The, the next question is that we always ask. I did not. Yo, no, you do. Dave, how was your week? My week was pretty good. You know, I was I was a little busy. But that's how we do. How about you? Uh, my week was good. It was work, some live streams. Um, I, this past week, actually, uh, finished season one of Stranger Things. So we kind of, me and Rachel kind of crushed that out. Yeah, absolutely. How how did you like it? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. It was like, that one season could have been a movie. And they could have just made movies. Yeah, I'm actually actually wearing my uh, Stranger Things t-shirt right now. I need to see the second season still. I haven't seen, we haven't seen the second season yet. We're going to start it maybe this weekend, maybe Saturday. Am I doing anything Saturday? No, I'm off on Saturday. Wow. That's amazing. So, yeah. Um, so that, Stranger Things, um, work, um, and I've rediscovered my love of beer. I know I've been talking a lot. <laughs> no, but no, but recently, like, on you the podcast. You drank beer I, yesterday. I mean, last last episode. I did. Well, no, that's, going back to that, recently, like, you know, I talk a lot about, about my love of whiskey recently, and I've been enjoying it and everything like that, but... More than recently, I've been really enjoying beer, and uh, it hasn't been a while since I did a, uh, a a first tasting on this show. So here goes it. So, is is it a Riesling? No, it's not a Riesling. It it actually just got all over my pop filter, oh my. my microphone. But um, I and my lo- and if you listen to this podcast and you're familiar with this podcast, you know my love of heavy metal. 
So today, my wife sent me out to uh, Total Wines, and I picked up from the Butternuts Brewery. Uh, Anthrax makes their own beer. Uh, it's called War Dance Pale Ale. It's a 12-ounce can. It's uh, really nice. It's made in Garrettsville, New York. Dave, that's upstate. Are you familiar with Garrettsville? I am not. All right, Hillbilly Dave. So mm-hmm. let's pour a little bit of this out into my IPA glass that I got from the Dogfish Brewery. Ooh, let's see a few of that. Oh. I still, I wish you would try that Carvel one. Oh, the, uh, you can't find, I was, uh, that's from Captain Lawrence. I don't think they make it anymore. All right, it's got a nice head retention. Uh, a little bit of a hazy orange color to it. Ooh, it's got a nice really hopped aroma to it. A little citrusiness. Let's uh, let's give this uh, a taste. See what, it's, see what it's all about. Hmm? How's the tie stein? It's light. It's light. It's easy drinking. There's a little bit of a hot punch at the end of it. But it's like very like hot forward on the aroma, but pretty good. I can't uh, I can't complain about that. So it's butternuts anthrax war dance pale ale. That's uh, about five point five ABV. Uh so yeah, go check it out. Uh, they're on Twitter actually. I'm looking at the beer can. At Butternuts Beer. So yeah, cheers to that and cheers to anthrax, because uh they're pretty awesome. They I've actually never been a fan do. of Anthrax. I, I do know that they have that song with uh, Public Enemy, though. Oh, Breathe the Noise? Yeah. Uh, oh, they've got some good stuff, man. Check out um, Among the Living. Rent. Uh, I know you, you are a fan of uh, renting CDs and from the uh, library and stuff like that, so they probably oh, yeah. have it there. It's not renting, so, it's borrowing. Whatever it is. Regardless, <laughs> that's one for us. slash marking out. So, yeah, that's uh, my week. And Brandon? Do tell. How was your week? It was good. I had Chinese food for the first time in forever. Like real oh, Chinese for the food. First time in forever. I was <laughs> I was craving it. I've been saying that on the show and that uh, the last time I had like Chinese food it was the buffet for Christmas Eve or whichever I think it was Christmas Eve. But or no, Christmas Day. That's what it was. But I, I did, it was buffet Chinese food. It wasn't real Chinese food. There's like a slight difference. So I was, I was finally, I got that craving out of the way. Got some oh, sesame no. chicken. Got some lo mein. No, did you mein. have high mein? No, that's the <laughs> dumbest joke ever. Spelled differently. I wasn't laughing until after I said it. <laughs> <laughs> that's just funny. Yeah. All right, what else, Brandon? That's about it. That's about it. All right, you guys been seeing this like Momo challenge gimmick now that's going around? Yeah, I don't. I it's don't old. understand. I, it. I I heard about it last year. It's, oh really? It's, yeah. Why I, did I was you surprised. hear about it? It looks well, like because, this mask could be in Beetlejuice. Yeah, I. That's what I thought too. I I knew about it because it was on the news last year because yeah. people were like killing themselves over it. Yeah. Is that like the same news now? Yeah, yeah. I, I tweeted out. I said Taz. I mean, I said Momo's ain't got nothing on Taz because the video that pops up is Momo's gonna kill you or something like that. I shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't laugh at this because if this thing is legit, it's kind of messed up. But cause yeah, it's like but... telling kids to kill themselves is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's unfortunate that people are like taking this so serious and stuff. It, it's a video game, no. No. no, it's like when people watch playing like Minecraft and like um, and Fortnite and Fortnite and stuff and like YouTube that. YouTube videos, Peppa Pig. Yeah. Peppa Pig. Yeah. yeah, I know that kind of scares me because Maddie watches a lot of Peppa Pig videos. But Wait, I, do I don't. But I haven't seen like people are hacking or the, the, it's the claim is is that 
it that that the Momo thing is hacking into such platforms that children are watching. Oh, so they're going after. And so they're not. So we're not talking about high school students here. We're talking about like yeah, elementary. no, like yeah, young kids. Yeah, uh, but I, I don't know. Again, I don't know if YouTube was able to confirm any of this, or if anyone has been able to confirm any of this, or it's just mass hysteria. I mean, mm-hmm. you said you knew about this from last year, so cats and dogs living together. Yeah, la- I think like last last summer, this was a huge thing. Last summer, we're talking 2018, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2018, this was a huge thing on the news, and it, I didn't understand it because I was looking it up for a while too. Like I was researching it to find out like what the what's the deal with everything. But yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know. I know the MTA and Long Island Railroad are raising prices, and it makes no sense. Yeah, that's why Rachel uh, wore her well, – after yesterday, too. Apparently, somebody was running away from a hit-and-run, and they ran onto the tracks of Freeport, and Rachel's like whole train schedule got screwed up. Wait, they were running away from a hit-and-run? Yeah. Like, I guess as they in they, they did a hit? Like, they hit a car and went to go run away? Or they hit somebody with their car or whatever, regardless of oh, super wrestling team. Yeah, so Rachel's thing. So she wore her L.I. double R stinks bag today. That accident was crazy. What happened? Because I, I haven't seen anything. but was It hit there... a truck. It killed three people. And it derailed. Jeez. Oh, that was a Westbury, right? Yeah. Yeah, Rachel just missed that train. Oh, God. Rachel was, like, on the train before that one. I guess lucky for her that she wasn't oh my God, involved in any of that. So, oh, my God. So lucky. So lucky. But, yeah, Long Island Railroad is going to be raising prices, and it just – like, it's the same garbage service. Every other day there's a problem with the service. And oh, yeah. It's like, oh, we're going to raise the prices. We're, like, who are – why? What are they what's, – what's happening here? Aren't they high enough? I, I, yeah, they are. They 100 percent are. I think a round trip for most places right now is like twenty dollars. Yeah, it's pure greed. I don't think it's greed. I think it's them. I think I almost feel like there's something in the company that we're not able to see that's going on behind the scenes where like money is being tunneled somewhere else. Speaking of money being tunneled over uh, uh, somewhere else, did you see those uh, the Michael Cohen uh, thing today? Yeah, it was it was on at the clinic all day. Very uh, intense. I mean, it's it's really. I mean, regardless of your political stance, I think it's still awful That's, that is that three. Does that count? Yeah, why not? For I think he's like I'm still marking out. <laughs> I think that it's just awful that this is the this the um, the position and state of our country at the current time. I, I think it's very unfortunate as a society that we've bec- we've come this low, uh, and yeah, so yeah, to let some orange mongoloid, uh, you know, run our country as the biggest infomercial ever. Um, but well, I mean, he's a I WWE this, Hall of Famer. Uh, he should be. He should be kicked out. <laughs> he should be kicked out. There's only one orange mongoloid that's supposed to be in the Hall of Fame. And that's Hulk Hogan. Well, I thought you were about to. <laughs> I thought you were about to call me an orange mongoloid. Well. Come on now. Yeah, we, that, we that be, listen, you've got plenty of nicknames. Orange Mongoloid could be the new one. <laughs> well, I mean, because people have compared me to Mongoloids. I don't know what Mongoloids are. Not a Mongoloid is either. I think it's from, like, I want to say Lord of the Rings, but I don't know if that's a thing. I don't know, but we don't really talk uh, politics on here. So yep. So let's get to some that. outside the uh, ring news. 
Let's talk about wrestling politics, shall we? Yeah, let's, let's, mm. there's a lot of talk about this week in the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, last Hall week, you could fame. say, I, I mean, the WWE Universe. in the Hall of Fame. Uh, let's get to it right. First thing, I was going to talk about the bad. Let's talk about the good first, though. Uh, the Hockey Talk Man was, uh, as first reported by CBS Sports, uh, he's going to be inducted to the Hall of Fame this year. Yeah, they, Wait, they, I thought they, you said you wanted to talk about the good. Yeah, they made yeah. a huge mistake on WWE uh, on, on SmackDown by calling him the greatest intercontinental champion ever. It, CBS got it right in their article. It's self-proclaimed greatest intercontinental champion. Yeah. Honky Tonk Man is one of the worst intercontinental champions of all time, in my opinion. Barely Who? defended the title. I agree with you. So, but hey, Chris, he's a great, he's a great character. I was going to say, I was going to say, uh, but he's got a great, he's got a great theme song. Yeah, it's he's got a great my, character. It's one of my favorite WWE themes. Yeah, and parking lot after parking lot. We're blocked. I don't care. So, who do you say is the best IC champ of all time? Dolph Ziggler, The Miz, no way. Shawn Michaels. I don't know. It, I mean, you could see the show like Razor Ramon too. Yeah, because he, he like he was in that era. Like uh, Razor Ramon was in that era of like all those workhorses, and him and Shawn Michaels put together, put on like maybe hands down one of the best matches in WrestleMania history. You know, changed the the whole spectrum of a ladder match. You could say you could say him. I mean, maybe being partial, like you could say Bret Hart, Chris Val Jericho. Venus. Chris Jericho could be one of the best. Nine, he holds the most. Uh, no, I think he's tied with Miz now, right? Uh, no, Jericho, I think is still ahead. Yeah. Let's see. Jericho. Mr. Perfect. Yeah, uh, yeah, Mr. Perfect. What about Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? Macho Man. Jericho is at at nine. Miz is at eight. Ziggler, Jarrett, uh, Rob Van Dam are at six. They're all I feel like as you get later on, it's tough to really count them because there was more title changes like RBD at six and stuff. Like if, if... Everything was switched. Yeah, like maybe Ultimate Warrior would probably be at 12. Combined days between two, uh, just two reigns, you have Pedro Morales at yeah. 619. So Booyaka, perhaps, Booyaka. So maybe he's one of the best intercontinental champions. Miz combined is at 597 it, or 599 say, if you're WWE. It's tough to say that the Miz isn't uh, the best IC champ. I mean, look at his, his career. It's, I think the most unfortunate thing is that it's the uh, IC championship. And, um, but it's not – that's not – the thing with Miz is that every time he's been the Intercontinental Champion or every time he's been a champion, he's, he brags about taking it up to that next level and making it prestigious again. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, it's the Intercontinental Championship. It's not like he hasn't been WWE Champion before. Mm-hmm. So – that's not, but, not yeah. terrible. Other but, uh, and also, to be in the uh, Hall of Fame this year, uh, Taz. Which I oh, will really? mark out for. I will absolutely mark out for if Taz is inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame. And I will be, again, disappointed that I'm not going to be there to see him get inducted rather than, uh, I mean, I'll be going to G1 Supercard. But... Yeah. Speaking of, a... uh, speaking of G1 Supercard, they uh, announced this week that it'll be airing live on Cable and satellite pay per view, as well as Fight TV for thirty nine ninety nine. That's the one uh, that we're going to, right? That's the one we're going to. Nice. Hopefully, something good happens. Well, they announced the first uh, match for it. 
It's going to be title for title, the Gorillas of Destiny versus the Briscoes, and a title for title match between the ROH and IWGP tag titles. How do you feel about that? I, I'm very happy to see Gorillas of Destiny, but the Briscoes, I mean, I've seen them live before, so I don't have to see them again. But still, they're awesome. I don't see the Briscoes winning the IWGP championship, so... I don't either. What's funny is I don't see Gorillas of Destiny winning the Ring of Honor. I could see Briscoes doing yeah, the IWGP deal. I don't see that, and I don't. I, it's weird for me to think Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa will win the Ring of Honor championship. Exactly. I'm, I'm, like, looking, oh, forward, it, I'm looking forward to seeing this match just because it's literally f- for years I've wanted to see Tama Tonga wrestle live, and now I'm finally able to. The good guy, Tama Tonga. But here's the thing, like, the... Bring of Honor doesn't have that New Japan mystique anymore. Like when you know they would bring in like Kenny Omega and they'd bring in the Bucks, like and they bring in a bunch of New Japan guys. They don't really have that anymore. So this is a good way to cross promote too. You have the Gorillas of Destiny win the the Ring of Honor tag team titles. I think the next day they have a TV taping WrestleMania weekend. So then do you they? do that. I I don't know. I, we're, we're on earth. I mean, that, that's that's already Sunday. That's All WrestleMania. Right. Yeah, so it'd probably be the weekend after. I I don't know about you guys. I'm just excited to see Camacho. Yeah, yeah. Never... You think he's gonna ride out in his little? Uh... I mean, you never know. I haven't seen him live, so seeing Camacho uh, in action should be pretty good. I feel good. like we definitely have seen Camacho live on SmackDown. I, I could go back right now into my archives and dig out to see if we've seen him live. Right, I, I know that, for a fact that, that I've while, seen uh... Camacho live. I know that for a fact. Whether or not whether or not you were there with me, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But speaking of people that have gone uh, to WWE like Camacho and then come back to New Japan, there's another person joining New Japan back. Former NXT star Nick Miller, also known in the New Japan, All Japan, Pro Wrestling Noah Spectrum, is Mikey Nichols. He's back. He's a member of Chaos. He's going to be a part of the new Jap- uh, the NJPW Cup this year, which is great. So we so, could potentially see him in the main event or maybe main event of that. Oh, no. Never mind. Wait, is this before or after? It has to be before because the winner goes on to face um, yeah. Jay White. Yeah, that's right. So, so we yeah, could I potentially think, I think see Mikey sure, Nichols yeah. versus Jay White. I it could be. I think it might be a Bushi. If he's a part of it, there there were rumors Sorry. that it was going to be Okada, but I would I wouldn't mind Ibushi. Meh, neither would I. So we'll I, go. I think it's going to be fun regardless of. Oh, that's four of whoever wow, this is, is like in a that record, match. I think for regardlesses, that's five. No? <laughs> oh. Wrestling tees like I'm slash Mark and out. All right, so now let's uh, let's do the old compliment sandwich here. Let's talk about some bad stuff that happened. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about the Ring of Honor championship. Oh. oh, yeah, this is big for, uh, you know, two and a half of us uh, being a part of the tribe. <laughs> two and a half. <laughs> yeah, uh, by association. Honor- honorary member. That's right. Anyway, the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship is going to be defended in Israel for the first time ever, April 21st, as part of Israeli Pro Wrestling Association's Passover Bash. What a great name. Bravo on whoever thought of that name. Uh, Jay Lethal will be defending the title against another person, member of the tribe, David Starr. So that'll be, uh, that's interesting. It's cool, making the uh, Ring of Honor World Championship worldly. Which, like, I, I mean, I guess David Starr will be in 
Israel for Passover. Passover begins April 19th. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Interesting. Interesting stuff. So, all right. So now can we compliment, can we go back to the compliment sandwich here? Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So bad news on the indie circuit as Will Nightingale, uh, one of the longest reigning NYWC Starlet Championships, has injured her neck. Champions. Champions. Um, thanks, Brandon. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> and we'll have surgery on said neck. You can go to solodarling.com, purchase uh, a T-shirt, and she will be uh, she will release uh, T-shirt release to help. I, I can't read. Willow's fine. Anyway, buy the shirt. Go buy that's, the shirt. It'll help with Willow. That's awful. Um, do, so, do we know this took place at that NYWC event? I don't. I don't know, know if this took place at Psycho Circus or not. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, we wish her such a speedy recovery, and that's uh, horrific to hear. Um, very unfortunate. NYWC wise, new NYWC champion Rex Wallace. God deserves it. Oh, t- with, I, I totally marked out to see that he was champion. Yeah, yeah. very happy to see that. And uh, Chris Statlander is the new Starlet champion. Yeah, a uh, woman that has been making a big name for herself on the Indies. So bravo to her. Uh, Creator Pro. Uh, Superstar. Yeah, Creator Pro Superstar. So. Very cool, very cool. All right, so now it's more bad. Uh, it seems like last Friday, last Thursday, whatever you want to call it, was uh, another one of those Black Fridays in the WWE as there was multiple releases. Uh, Ty Gill- we spoke on the show. No, we didn't speak about it because we spoke about it after the show. We forgot about it. But Ty Gillinger asked for his release on his birthday and it was granted. Uh, Hideo Dami, who also asked for his release, was officially granted his release. Uh, TJP was released. However, he did not want his release. Uh, and I think the biggest name out of all of them is Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson has been released from the WWE for the first time in a very, very, very long time. So, Yeah, I think like 17 years. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. Um, I was just going to also – yeah, any more bad? And I think it was rumored that if um... – if John Cena was there in a more full, I don't know who said this, but if he was there more in a full time schedule, he would wouldn't have, he would have been there to calm the situation that I guess has been brewing between him and Vince. If that's really? a legit thing, I have no idea. Uh, I guess because Arn Arn Anderson. Well, I don't remember, but John I cause, Cena. No, no, no. Somebody else had said that because Arn Anderson wants like a certain way, and Vince obviously thinks a different way. I don't know. I I think that hopefully it was just mutual and stuff like that. But who knows? Um, Some other news to mention is that Sammy Callahan and Fala Ba, they re-signed with Impact Wrestling. Yeah. which is uh, Yeah, it is big. I wanted to kind of segue over this. So Arn Anderson was released. Uh, We'll go back to the Sammy Callahan thing in in one second. But Arn Anderson was released, and they just brought in somebody new who's now going to be one of their top people in creative, and that is Bruce Pritchard. So that's an interesting. You take Arn Anderson out, you put Bruce Pritchard in. Well, um, I mean, Arn Anderson wasn't uh, on creative. I don't believe he was a producer. He was an agent. Yeah, yeah, an agent. Which now Steve Carino is not going to be a coach at NXT anymore. He's bringing. Yeah, he's going to be being brought up as a producer. I, I still think it's the Sorry. new blood. No, no, it's fine. I love all the new blood that they're bringing in as producers. Sanjay's in there now. Dude, it's so, it's so weird. They released like a video of like, um, and you see, and you see Abyss without his teeth. He's yeah, like, yup. it's so weird it's really... seeing him like 
backstage at WWE now. And I, I haven't seen the video, but I feel like it's so weird that Abyss is in the WWE. Like, that's not Abyss. Obviously, it's it's Chris Parks. but <laughs> Yeah, but even still, it's just weird uh, that that took place. Yeah. And I'm surprised that that wasn't a larger deal than it really was. Like, it was as, very as quiet what? for a very – it was very quiet for a very long time. Uh, yeah, it, it was kind of kept under wraps. Well, I, I mean, think... all of the new producers, out of nowhere, like, Davari, like – I mean, Shane Helms. Yeah, Davari, too. Jeff Shane Jarrett. Helms, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, – I guess they're just getting people that they think that obviously will fit in a new direction of Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. But it's like – but here's the thing, though. It's like Triple H's – Monday Night Raw, but he's not taking over yet. So now you have these old school guys like Vince and like your Bruce Pritchards who are doing the thing the way that they want to do it. And Triple H is kind of just clamoring at the bit. He's like, okay, I got all these now. You know, you could kind of say like generals behind me that know how to work the indie, different new NXT style to bring these guys in and kind of bum rush this. But he can't because he can't. He has to wait for Vince McMahon to be like, that's it. I'm done. They they interviewed I think in that in that same video with the, all the producers they interviewed Arya Davari, and they oh, yeah. were they were saying he was saying how it's funny that people thought that or they I think it was actually Davari that said this that when they saw Arya Davari, they were like oh I didn't know you had a son congratulations blah blah, blah on having him be a WWE or whatever but it's yeah. like my son <laughs> he's like five years younger than me but like there's such an age gap of from when Davari was in WWE to when now. Like, Arya Davari being in WWE? Yeah. It's very weird. I still wish that Muhammad Hassan was around. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. Uh, back to Sammy Callahan really quickly. So, yeah, Sammy Callahan and Falaba have signed. I know it's said Sammy Callahan's had a long-term deal, which I think I like. You know, he's kind of like that. He, you're healed a company right now. I mean, I haven't watched mm-hmm. the product since they went over to the whatever it is, the Outpost. They went channel. over to Twitch. Uh, it's it's fully. Twi- or I thought it was that. Well, no, other they're they're on the out whatever frontier. Yeah, let's call it frontier. Build McLife uh, Adventures. Right? I don't know what the network's called. I think they uh, they also announced something about having replays on Twitch now. Mm-hmm. Really? But I don't know when the replays are. I have to remember my Twitch password now. Dude, they had an interview with the uh, with the guy from the like, I guess they have the head of Pop TV, and he I think he claimed that Impact was getting four to five hundred thousand views each night, Jeez. each each Thursday. There's no way that's a thing. No, there's no way that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, I. But you have to you have that. to factor into like replay time because now like I I forget what I, I was listening to a podcast the other day. Um, and they were saying, like, now television companies have to factor in the live stream portion of it because, you know, like me, I'm not, you know, I don't have a DVR. I don't have basic cable. I'm watching everything on replay. Mm-hmm. So it's like the amount of times that, like, let's say I'm I'm going to go to bed. Let's say I'm going to watch Monday Night Raw on Tuesday. Oh, hey, let me put, turn it on while I'm laying in bed. I fall asleep. Oh, what? let me get caught up. That's, you know, that's a couple of different right. plays right there. So you have to kind of factor those in. But really, like, Pop was such a niched station. I mean, I watch – I mean, I watch – that's where I watch Shit's Creek. So, like, yeah. that's not – it's not like a, an off channel for me because 
it's the only place I could watch that. It's on yeah. Netflix too, but it's the only place I could watch newer episodes. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. No, I feel yes. So I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I feel like I still want to watch it. Impact. Because, like, they had some – before they moved off of Pop, they had a really, really good product. But, yeah, I, like, I, occasionally I'll remember that it's Friday and I'll watch the very end of an episode, but it's it's very difficult to do that. I think I, last Friday I went and uh, and watched the end of Impact. I never remember that it's on TV. I mean, I've watched – uh, Twitch, I don't – do you probably probably don't even get that channel. I don't know. What Twitch Frontierland or whatever? Oh, I don't <laughs> that's, know. A, that's a that's a place in Disney World and Disneyland. Yep. <laughs> Brendan's getting ready. Uh, oh, spe- I've other... been watching a ton of Disney videos. So is Rachel to get hyped up for when we go to Disney in September. Um, but anyway, other stuff coming out of other companies. Uh, AEW. Everybody's. So still gung ho on them. They have double or nothing coming up uh, Memorial everybody's, Day weekend. Everybody's favorite T-shirt company. Yeah, <laughs> essentially, essentially. But uh, they've just signed some more women to the female division, and that being Bay Bay B B Priestley. Uh, you might know her as well as uh, Will Osprey's girlfriend. There was reports of her going down to NXT, giving her a lot to them, giving her a lot of money. Uh, but she decided to go with AEW. So, another speaking good, of, solid signing. Speaking of Priestley, did you see... Uh, Something about Elvis? There's, that's Presley. Jungle Boy? No, I was going to say, did you see uh, they have a reboot of 90210 coming out? Oh, yeah, so lame. But it's not, nope. but it's not like a reboot reboot. It's more like the last season of Seinfeld on Curb Your Enthusiasm, but with drama instead of comedy is what I'm gathering. Like they're all going to be playing heightened versions of themselves. Okay. Doing the show, so mm-hmm. for for me that may, I didn't watch nine hundred two one zero, but if it's like them playing themselves, playing the character, I might be more inclined to watch that. Interesting. Yeah. So um, and oh yeah, stuff about Noam Dark because now he's in uh, NXT UK for good. Uh, he may have injured himself though in his knee during one of the tapings. Yeah, and Buddy Murphy uh, gave us a fright today. Why? I missed he, it. He have oh, I have an important announcement later, and he goes and makes this long announcement that ends with, or it starts with, "I'm not going to be on 205 Live for the foreseeable future," and it ends with, "I'm going to Melbourne to, to just relax or whatever." So. He's not so really. He's not really. Gimmick. Yeah, he's not needed at all on on no, television. No, absolutely not. You don't need him until WrestleMania, especially with the tournament. Yeah, what tournament? So they're having a tournament to see who will face Buddy Murphy at WrestleMania. Oh, cool. Where are they uh, Watch out showing the matches on Two Hundred Five Live? Uh, I'm not going to be able to watch that. Don't sleep on Two Hundred Five yeah, Live. Chris gets it, but. I- but I'm tired. No. I'm exhausted. <laughs> also, uh, we have some new NXT UK signings. Yeah, pretty cool ones. Uh, two uh, we I... kind of already knew. That being Kaylee Ray and Jazzy Gabbert. Stokes about Jazzy Gabbert. Uh, and then three yeah. other ones. Oliver Sauter. Saut- alpha, alpha male. Marcus Corvon. Yeah. Oliver Sauter. 
Jay Melrose and Ilja Ro- Rokobar. Yeah, I'm I'm happy about Kaylee Ray. Yeah, no, she's they'll be fun. Uh, nice additions to the UK roster. So, mm, yeah, that's all of our outside the ring stuff. Should we just go right to Monday Night Nitro, Brandon? Monday Night Raw. Whoops, Nitro. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, anyway, the big news that they uh, we spoke about last week. Um, I almost said broad drummer, but Roman Reigns was coming back to Monday Night Raw to tell everybody what's going on with him. So he comes out, huge, ginormous ovation, and rightfully so. Looked great. Comes out, goes all the way around the ring, old school 80s style, slapping hands, kissing babies, taking selfies. Comes out and gets choked up and tells everybody he is in remission and the big dog is back. Um, that was just such a sur a surreal moment on Monday Night Raw, and that's gonna that moment is going going to go down in WWE history as one of the most monumental moments. I think that every single person that that crowd was supportive of no, Roman that's... Reigns, and it was just it, it was it's always weird when that barrier just breaks down in pro wrestling, and that barrier was totally down when Roman Reigns it made that announcement. And it's it's a real shame that people are still out there saying that he's faking it or faked it. Oh yeah, or WWE was yeah, or WWE was like putting them up to this, like oh yeah, let's just run a big leukemia angle to finally get Roman Reigns over. I like what would be the point? Because there's still people out there that don't like Roman Reigns. I think that he's going to be the biggest thing since pancakes. But here's but here's the thing now, like he got his comeuppance on Monday Night Raw, but like. Is Roman Reigns back as of now? Like, can he go in the ring? Like, is he going to be, you know, is he going to be factored into WrestleMania plans? Or are they going to, like, have this announcement, hype him up, and then after WrestleMania, you bring him back in, like, maybe, like, an upper to mid-card role, you know, not having to feud for the world championship, you know, because it feels like they kind of have plans for that, but now that Roman Reigns is I back. Have, like, I have know? ideas. Okay, let's hear your idea. Well, I figured I, we should maybe wait until later. No, for, let's for go right in. Well, because it involves the whole Ambrose gimmick. Oh, so you want to wait. Yeah. Okay, so all right. So anyway, but, yeah, so but yes. So yes, Seth Rollins awesome. came out. They hugged. Yeah, and like, like he was legitimately crying. Like Seth Rollins was, Rollins was legitimately crying. I like, thought it was... They may be good actors, but they're not that good to, like, his eyes were, like, getting red and stuff like that. I thought it was really cool that, like, Roman Reigns, like, stopped to take photos with people and, like, actually sign autographs. Because that's, yes. like, that's something you rarely get, and you would mostly get that at a, a live event, but... Yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Very rare do you see that on Monday Night Raw. Oh, speaking of, uh, speaking of autographs, I got my, uh, Stomp in Paradise pin this week. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a, a, a Stang autograph. Stang. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Did, was you, did you get a phone call? No, I didn't get a phone call. I got uh, two signatures on it, though. Where did you get that from? The, the ZombieSellerToys.com. I can't believe what they're doing right now at Caroline's. I don't yeah. even know what it is. Them versus Sam Roberts. <laughs> the video that, I, that I, Ryder I said, released. They've been, they've been posting... Uh, videos on their uh, Instagram Did of you it, see and him? It... The one dressed as Sam Roberts? Hey guys, yeah. it's me, Sam Roberts. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I that was so hilarious. good. But, um, yeah, no. 
uh, Sam Roberts finally got a Ludwig Borga with uh, ten fingers. He got a mint on card uh, Ludwig. Great. Yeah, I, I saw people yeah, teasing, cool. teasing him about that with like the missing hand, the missing fingers and stuff. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> so good. All right, back to Monday Night Raw. After this, ma- after this big announcement, this big promo, we started off with an awesome match with Aleister Black and Ricochet picking up the victory over the Revival. I thought it was too short. It, I, but I get it. You know, they're gonna have like. It's funny because they have all these they type all these NXT call ups, and then they really like kind of just wander on the wayside. And now they bring up Alistair Black and Ricochet, and these guys are doing amazing things. I thought the way um, Scott Dawson sold the Black Mass was phenomenal. And I like the Arn Anderson the the uh, the nod to Arn Anderson with the uh, the DDT that yeah. uh, Scott Dawson did. But I like with, with that with that Black Mass though he like. Alistair Black, like, let it happen. Just let him fall down. Like, he kept moving out of the way until he was, like, all the way down and then went for the pin. I thought it was really well done. So it's like, it's not the longest match. It could have been a lot longer. And uh, something it irks me that Renee Young said, I can't wait to see more of these two together or something like that. Yeah, well, they're on the main roster now. Right. Yeah, but the together part is kind of like, uh, I know, like, I, I get it too, and I've spoken about my love of Aleister Black and how he's going to be an amazing singles competitor, but this is their way to get these guys on the main roster. You know, maybe well, it, they're going to have the superstar shakeup after WrestleMania. You know, they could take these guys and be like, okay, Aleister Black's going to be on Raw and Ricochet's going to be on SmackDown. They could do that. I mean, but for right I, now, these guys are free agents. They can go where they want, and we'll talk about it later with SmackDown. I was more so saying that because of what spoilers we've seen from NXT. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But up next, Charlie Caruso was uh, interviewing Baron Corbin about what he had said about when Roman Reigns left. And, which I, really, I can't believe they brought that up. But I guess maybe we'll see this, like, as some sort of foreshadowing thing. Cheap heat. It's cheap heat. Yeah. It's yeah. still it's really crazy still that like that that kind of like blamed everything on he go I don't really care about Roman Reigns' cancer. They're like we have the clip if you need it. <laughs> like if you need a reminder. He goes, "Oh, I was the GM. I don't he doesn't understand the pressure I was under." Uh, yep. So, uh, next up you have uh Elias. All he wanted to do was perform. But out comes Lacey it. Evans who did nothing. And then came uh Dean Ambrose who cuts him off. And, and in my opinion, did nothing. Dean Ambrose didn't even at first acknowledge Elias. He <laughs> challenged he, he, Drew McIntyre to a no DQ match. Elias started to continue to perform. And Ambrose goes, what, what are you doing? You trying to play me off or something? And uh, Elias went obviously went to go hit Dean Ambrose with the guitar. Ambrose ducked it and hit the dirty deeds. So it, it, like, very... it, it goes back to with... Seth Rollins, I know I said it the other week when Rollins was like, oh, are you like, are you okay or whatever? But maybe he is acting a little bit more unhinged. Perhaps. But where is it leading to? I mean, or isn't he, he's going to be leaving soon. That's as per rumors and as per what WWE would say, but who, uh, I, who knows? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to have something for him up until WrestleMania when he actually does leave, if he is leaving. 
Mm-hmm. So, next up was Natalia teaming up with her bestest friend in the WWE, Ronda Rousey, to defeat the Riot Squad, that being Ruby Riot and Sarah Logan, via disqualification. Uh, I think last week's singles match that Ruby Riot had with Ronda Rousey was way better than this. Mm-hmm. But the takeaway from this wasn't the tag team match. It was Becky Lynch interrupting this, attacking Natalia, attacking Ronda Rousey. So, which to me doesn't make sense because, in my opinion, Becky Lynch's fight isn't with Ronda Rousey right now. It's with Charlotte, who's the mm-hmm. person that took her spot, so to speak. Yeah. Becky yeah. gets arrested. I don't. I don't understand how you put the most over person. What is Stone Cold Steve Austin spot? An hour into the into the 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 show, and then you don't like. There's there was no payoff later on in the night. What was the payoff? Her going on Twitter. Her going on Twitter. I bailed myself out. WWE shop. Oh, who wants this mugshot on a T-shirt? Get get out of here. GTFO. There was there was no payoff whatsoever to that segment, in my opinion. I thought it was kind of weak. So the end should have been Becky Lynch, but that's just me anyway. Ronda Rousey gets all heated, has Stephanie McMahon walk out, come out. She called she, out uh, Vince. Yeah, Vince but didn't then even she, come out. She lays down the women's title and leaves. So it looks like your main event of WrestleMania could be up in the air potentially right now until it gets turned to a triple threat in like two weeks. Uh, uh, I don't understand. The fans, what's the, the fans what's were the chanting team? triple threat. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't chant triple threat. I don't want triple threat. So what's, but, the, what's the point of her dropping the title? So she said Ronda Rousey used the term belt correctly here. She goes, this is like if you're going to give my opponent an opportunity as opposed to Becky Lynch who earned it then this means nothing. This is just a belt. This is a gaudy thing that someone would wear. It, it, it's not a title. It's not a championship. It's just a belt. It means nothing. But why if, is she if now... My opponent, if my opponent is not going to earn the opportunity, then this this belt means nothing. It's not, it's not a championship to me. But why is she on that side of the table as opposed to the other week where it seemed like she was going to be aligned, alongside Stephanie McMahon? Well, I don't think it was I mean, ever like that. I mean, she didn't have a problem against Charlotte Flair being decided to being handpicked to be a champion in the past, uh, as a challenger in the past when Becky couldn't step up. I don't know. I think I that's like a little that. different, though. That's a le- that's like a legitimate injury where they won't let her compete because she's actually injured, and they need a Survivor Series match. This is an actual one on one match that she wa- she knows the fans want. She s- expresses this is what the fans want. You can't be this dumb. This is what the fans want. This is what I want. If you're not going to give me that, and you're just going to, oh, here's here's a hand-picked opponent, this means nothing to me. And I thought it was I, a fantastic use of the word belt in this day and age of pro wrestling and sports entertainment where they're well, made, supposedly, to say title and championship. Yeah, but when is this going? Like, why are we teetering on a WrestleMania match? And thinking further, like the buildup is to WrestleMania, not whatever could happen yeah. after that. It should be Rousey versus Becky. Well, that's not, it, Rousey, not Rousey versus Becky versus Charlotte, so that Rousey and Becky could face each other at Survivor Series or SummerSlam. What? What are you talking about? 
how they're they're probably going to make it a trip to a triple threat. Well, Correct. I, I don't even think that's a thing. I don't know yet. We don't know yet. I I would be highly disappointed if it wasn't Becky versus Ronda Rousey one on one. I think we should have had Ronda Rousey here lock Stephanie McMahon in an armbar until Vince McMahon came out to change the match. But maybe we're gonna maybe there is something else that we don't know. Like maybe maybe Becky Lynch does get a match at Fastlane. Against Charlotte, and then the winner goes to WrestleMania. We have no idea. We we're just three fans who do a podcast, an online listening experience for the past eight years that you guys have tuned into. Uh, well, we don't even know if they're tuning in because we can't get the numbers, Brandon. What are you talking no, about? No, we can. We, we have numbers. We have like numbers. We have great. like fifty thousand follow listeners right now. Thank you, everyone. All right, next up, you had uh, Ginger Mahal come out, cut a promo about not being invited to Ric Flair's birthday. What a uh, stupid to... promo. What a stupid match. Hey, listen, good guy Kurt Angle uh, winning by uh, it, submission. I don't, it didn't need to happen. I'm bad at it. I don't know. I don't get it. I challenge I, anybody who was invited to Ric Flair's birthday party. If I was at the live crowd, I would pop to see Kurt Angle in action, even if it's a quick ankle lock and stuff like that. I think that would be you, absolutely. you might you might go like, oh, I can't believe you're saying that, but I would have popped more if it was like David Arquette or somebody. Uh, oh, dude, but wait, that. did you see David Arquette in the front row? Yes, I did. Yeah. He was there. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, he, oh man, David Arquette. He gave Ric Flair one of the creepiest gifts for his birthday. Did you see that? A piece uh, of glass from his back from that. No, it was a marionette puppet of Ric Flair. And it it looked somebody oh, one of the one what? of the one of the first comments on it was it looks like Harry Shearer. <laughs> and it kind of does. If you go to Arquette's Twitter, I'm sure you could see it. It was mm-hmm. really creepy. But that party that Ric Flair had, like, not WWE's party, like his actual birthday party, was super, like... Random. A- everyone was there. You had Evander Holyfield. You had an AEW talent. Chris Jericho was there. Triple yeah, H, Shane, Booker uh, T. Charles, Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley? What? Like, where is he friends with these people from? Dennis Rodman? So weird. Yep. Yeah, some people, like, you see, it's just like, are you really friends of Ric Flair? Or are you just there for having your name out there? I think hey, it was, I think it was, Char- oh, no, who was it? It was The Rock's mother who got Ric Flair, I think it was The Rock's mother, um, Got him a signed picture of Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. Because <laughs> you couldn't get that himself? Ric Flair got a, a Ric Flair autograph for his birthday. Sick. It was from like the Hard Rock or something. I don't know what it was, but... Uh, Maybe um, he liked the picture. It's possible. Up next from Monday Night Raw, we had a moment of bliss with Finn Balor as a guest. And uh, bliss was... Telling him he needs to show his abs off, kind of flirting with him. Super thirsty, yet again. Which is so weird. I don't get it. I don't get you it. You call the moment of thirst. Also, shout out to Quackenbush. They, yeah, that he, was pretty cool. They, well, I, I, there's no way that I, can, I can't picture her doing those moves with a, a talent on the WWE roster. I missed it. I'm sorry. Go. Oh, well, Mike, uh, she was training with Mike Quackenbush, and he was teaching her how to do some of these, like, uh, like it was like a, sun, a reverse sunset flip. It's not a reverse sunset ah. flip. It was the, it was the, like the sunset flip power bomb, but like she reverses it and flips over, like does a back flip. Okay. And then she she ends up hitting a reverse drop kick. 
Yeah, I just sent it. Yeah, oh, it's sick. actually pretty impressive. It would be cool if Quackenbush keeps on training with her. I'd be curious to see what's what well, they uh, come up. Who else? Who just else came as a guest trainer this week? The, the British guy, Dave Taylor. Oh, no? really? Was yeah. he? Yeah, he was a guest trainer this week. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah, wow, right? Yeah, so so as per usual on a moment of bliss, somebody cuts it off, that being Leo Rush, um, which he puts Lashley over, of course, and then Balor kind of pretends as if Leo Rush challenged him to the Intercontinental Championship or to a match for the championship and then accepted. So that got turned into a match, uh, which was it was a good match. They didn't miss the uh, the sitting springboard move that Leo Rush does this time. Although that didn't, he didn't hit the move. It it got turned into a reverse. Whoa, DDT. that's pretty sick. It is, yeah. Oh, sick! Wow. I, I know you're talking about Quackenbush and Alexa Bliss. Yeah, yeah. it's it's so weird that like, wh- where does Alexa Bliss fit into all of this? Like, why is she why is she not working raw and stuff? Because you get a certain amount of segments with the women's stuff. So it's like you have to focus on Ronda Rousey. Now you have to focus on the tag team titles. So it's like she kind of gets thrown by the wayside until, you know, maybe after Mania. It's a but we'll shame. see where it goes. Yeah. But anyway, match after this for the Intercontinental title, Finn Balor picks up the victory over Leo Rush, hits the coup de grace. I watched with this a, with, with a bum knee. Yeah, I yeah, and they played it off huge. I watched this with Jordan. He was all about it. Any update so. on the wrestling figure situation? He's all about it now. We finally okay. op- we opened just Drew Gulak. Good. So. Oh, so he does want Drew Gulak. Yeah, I was like, I told him. It was like him. He's like, I need more wrestling figures. I'm like, do you want that guy I gave you the other day? He's like, yeah. I'm like, did you tell him, him he can't do any flips? <laughs> I told him that. <laughs> just kicks. You, just can't, kicks. you can't. You can't jump off the top rope or the middle rope. Well, it's, well, I bought him from Ringside Collectibles, like the table and the steel chair. So we set the. We set the four chairs up to put the table on top of that, put steel chairs on top of that. Real deathmatch stuff, you know. And then uh, Braun Strowman throws him off the ottom- throws somebody off the ottoman into mm. that. It's great. Uh, backstage, we had a segment where uh, Tucker – I want – I'm just going to say Tucker Knight. Tucker Knight was walking backstage and ran into the Ascension. The Ascension's making fun of Otis. And Tuck is Wait. like, oh, I don't think you should do he that. He called him Tuck. Yeah. He goes, I don't think you should do that. And he, Otis shows up. Tuck tells him what Otis uh, tells him what the Ascension was saying, and Otis shoves them so hard they both fall backwards. So maybe we'll see the Ascension take on heavy machinery sometime soon. Um, hasn't that been like the not. pre pre event matches, the dark matches? Ascension versus heavy machinery. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not aware heavy machinery. Heavy Machine has been doing a lot of dark matches. But um, as far as the Ascension go, now that they kind of tease um, Aleister Black being up on the main roster, I no. kind of want to see Mark. them in a stable. No, Mark. I don't know. I, I just still, like, I just I want the best for the Ascension. I don't see the best for the Ascension ever being a thing. Also, Alistair Black's entrance on the main roster sucks. Why? They're not. It's not dark enough, and they're not using enough smoke. It, you could literally uh, just see the machine lifting him up, and it's like, ugh. Yeah, they'll change in like two weeks. Uh, maybe, maybe not. 
Maybe, maybe not. But up next, we were supposed to see Braun Strowman take on Bobby Lashley. The match never started. They just kept brawling. And it ended with Braun Strowman taking out Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. It was a very weird Good. segment to me. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta build Braun Strowman up. Uh, it's just, I mean, he's fallen so Back far. Up. I don't think it's so unfortunate. I think, I think 100%. I think him and Elias, they, for, for, for no reason, they cut Elias. They made no sense. Yeah. They, they could be, especially heading into WrestleMania, I don't know if they're where they ought to be. Yeah. Like right now, the lead matching matches heading into WrestleMania should be featuring Braun Strowman, but it's not exciting enough right now. So Well, the lead match is Rollins and Lesnar. I forgot about that match. Up next, you had Drew McIntyre take on and defeat Dean Ambrose in that no disqualification match. There were rumors that uh, Drew McIntyre hurt himself at a live event over the weekend, but that doesn't seem to be true, or he yeah. seems to be okay. Um, Elias ended up hitting Dean Ambrose with a guitar, and then McIntyre dragged him back into the w- ring to win. But afterwards, you had Bobby Lashley and Baron Corbin come out, um, and the four of them just stomped on him. You had Seth Rollins' music hit. He comes out with the chair, waits there for a second. You got Roman Reigns' music hits. They run down to the ring, make the save. They hit all their moves and stuff, and then left Dean Ambrose there. Good. That's how it should be. But I'm I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised that they still helped. Uh, save Dean Ambrose from this. Could we see maybe a match between Ambrose and Reigns or something? Or or, you just, or at Fastlane, it's a six-man match. You get the Shields, uh, yeah, Shield. Raw versus uh, Bobby Lashley, Perrin Corbin, and uh, Elias. Uh, I'd rather see Dean Ambrose versus Rollins versus Reigns. Well, I mean, we've Not... seen that before. I don't... We don't need yeah, to see the only, that again. The only thing that I would mind seeing is Ambrose versus uh, Reigns. Yeah. But Next I mean, at, that's uh, a, it's weird because it almost seems like they are building for some sort of shield thing. But because if they do, do uh, if they do end up doing uh, Dean Ambrose versus uh, teaming up with like reforming the shield, it makes me hate it even more because we had all that build up with Dean Ambrose turning on them and all the trash talking of Roman Reigns at that time, and like I, I feel like it would be such a waste of all of that. What if what if it's like where they don't team him up with him, but the very last night he's under contract with WWE. Like, let's say it's WrestleMania or something. It's happening. Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. Something happens that that Rollins needs their help, and they run out and make the save or something. No. 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 Or what if... What if somehow Roman Reigns wiggles his way into that match and pins Seth Rollins to win the the Universal Championship, which is a callback to WrestleMania 31, where Seth Rollins cashed in the Money of the Bank contract. That'd be interesting. And pinned but Roman Dean Reigns Ambr- in that same match. That'd be interesting, but the Dean Ambrose aspect I would not approve of. Yeah. Well. Hmm. Up next, we had Becky Lynch, not Becky Lynch, we had Bailey defeat uh, Nia Jax. Um, I have no idea how Nia Jax and Tamina got a tag team title match at Vaseline. I don't understand how Tamina got a contract extension. Good for her at some point. 
I mean, there's a reason why she's still under contract. I don't get it. Some people do. Yeah, I don't she's know. She's, she's been misused for years. Yeah, hopefully yeah, she but, gets... Uh, uh, it, set, it sets up... Uh, a, it was announced already. It's going to be Becky Lynch. Not Becky Lynch. I'm just... I get, I get the man on the line. <laughs> you, uh, you, Bailey you and two Sasha over Banks. there. Bailey and Sasha Banks versus uh, Nia Jax and Tamina at Fastlane. Yeah. So Sasha Banks and Bailey go over. Absolutely. Uh, next up, you have the Ric Flair birthday bash. Yeah, you had Rick. HBK, Kurt Angle, Ricky Steamboat. You had Stang. Sting with half gray, half brownish hair. Why did he have a stare? Why did he have a stare down with No Way Jose? That made no sense. I, I liked how he was talking to Bobby Roode. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. James Storm was backstage. M-J. But uh, when Triple H went to introduce uh, Ric Flair, he didn't come out, which here you would have figured it was going to be Becky Lynch beating the hell out of Ric Flair. That's what I wanted. This is what I think... I mean, I wanted it. It's what should have I happened. I think. Yes, you said it. This is what I. This is what I. What I said should happen when they first even announced everything, with that with the rumor that it was going to get Becky and uh, cause Charlotte to get in a triple threat match. This is so misused. Instead, it was Batista dragging a camera guy, showing us Ric Flair's locker room. Opening Ric Flair's locker room, dragging Ric Flair out. He's knocked out. It was literally just a setup for Triple H for Batista. And I didn't like it just for the fact that I wanted it to be Becky Lynch. Like, my initial reaction was like, it, I, I, dumb. This is dumb. And what my initial reaction should have been was like, oh, oh that's kind of cool. Batista's back. But because I'm so invested in this Becky Lynch storyline, it was very underwhelming to see Batista in this segment. It would have been even better if Batista beat her down and then the camera beat he her did down? his little No. <laughs> he he did everything that oh, no. on camera that you saw. And then you see Becky Lynch comes into like it pans out to see Becky Lynch and then she locks in the disarmor on Ric Flair after Batista already beat her down uh, beat no, him down. That's leading to a tag team match, Dave. No. You literally just set up a tag team match between Triple H and Charlotte versus Batista and Becky Lynch. Eh, as, I guess that leads uh, the Iconics going for Ronda Rousey. That's it. That's it. That's it. Book it. Book it, Gabe. No, but I, you know, I, think, I think what you said last week, Brandon, Batista versus Triple H at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it's happened to happen. I mean, I'm I mean, stoked the, about this. I'm stoked about this because... It's Dave Batista in, in, in a heel form, and I spoke about this last week. How they want Dave Batista. Batista said he would only go back if he was doing it in a heel form. I think it was, um, yeah, but I, I mean, because Triple H is getting booed still too. But I yeah, think I, I think this was still like not set in stone, obviously, because they apparently just ironed out the details like two weeks ago or last week or whatever. But the, the seeds were planted at, at SmackDown 1000 last year. Yeah. So Jeez, that was last year? 
I mean, it's what? It was October. No. It's not like that long ago. It's, oh, yeah, we're, it's only oh, yeah that's true. We're only about? February. What's happening with that's you right true. now? <laughs> I don't what's know. A, what's the hap, guys? <laughs> hey, guys, what's I, the hap? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually really excited for this, especially because this is Batista, but it's also Drax. I mean, Infinity War was a huge success. Uh, Batista has had a, a highly successful acting career. So. Hold with on. the thanks of Guardians of the Galaxy. So it's really cool to see uh, I, back. And... I, I said this, WWE.com posted the question, and I, I asked Chris last week. It said, who is most likely to win an Oscar first? The Rock, John Cena, Batista, or Miz? I said The Rock, Chris said Batista. Who do you think? Said, yeah, well, I said Batista because he's not an action hero guy. The, the Rock was in an Oscar-nominated film. Well, I don't know if Batista what been, was. Can the movie win an award? Or does it have to be like solo performance? No, I think you have to actually win it yourself for like best actor or best supporting actor. Okay, so bet like a solo award, Chris is going Drax, you're going The Rock. I'm going to go with what The Rock. You, what are you working because with? What are you using gimmick name for? I, I, I think that it would be The Rock over Batista, especially because he's going to be locked up with Drax for a very long time. Uh, especially if there's that. well, especially if there's any spinoffs and everything like that. Yeah, but it's not like he's not doing other movies. That's not like a a reason uh, to he, pick Batista. Is he doing other movies? Well, yeah, he's been in like uh, what was he in? He was in James Bond, right? Yeah, I, don't know. I didn't he was, see. Uh, he was a Bond villain. Yeah, but no Bond villain is going to win right. an Oscar. At least not I mean, not these days. Yeah, I but I think that I think that The Rock has a better. Um, I think he has a better opportunity, especially because he's been solo for so long while uh, Batista is still kind of making breaking himself out. In I mean, right now he's a group role, but he's still continuing to break himself out of that kind of concept. So I think The Rock is already there. Well, Batista has four movies so far coming out in post-production, one of them obviously being Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. One yeah. is uh, this movie called Stuber, which probably it's an action comedy. One is Escape. I know, I know a girl. Her last name is Stuber. One is Escape. oh, that's why it sounded familiar. Okay. Yeah. One is Escape Plan Three that features Sylvester Stallone, Fifty Cent. Yeah, because that's gonna win an Oscar. And then one is called My Spy, which is an action comedy with Batista and Ken Jeong. Well, right there, you have like action comedy, action comedy, and some other stuff. That's not going to be like I, I could also, see the Rock. In a, I could see the Rock doing a serious role and coming off to to the audience as a serious game player. Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, Roman Reigns filmed two movies while he was out. Really? Yeah, one was the Fast and Furious spinoff, Hobbs and Shaw, which is what we knew, and then I believe one was a Happy Madison production, Adam Sandler's next. Uh, Netflix film, I think. Hmm. And he's oh, going to be on that TV oh, yeah. show. I think it's Nickelodeon or something. Okay. The the photos are going around with him. He's got a, a dog and a baby Bjorn. Oh, yeah. I saw that. I saw that picture today. But yeah. uh, moving away from the Oscars, um, which it's so stupid that they don't they don't respect comedy. Why do they still even air? I don't know. I mean, they didn't even have a host. And I didn't watch it, but I also don't care for it. Erica's it's I, all I, it's all political. It's all crap. So, but yeah, I know Eric's all into that, but it's all crap. Yeah, uh, uh, let's go to SmackDown. SmackDown opens up with a contract signing for Fastlane between the new Daniel Bryan 
and the challenger Kofi Kingston. The new Kingston. game member, Kofi Kingston. Yeah, which, by the way, on their entrance, I thought it was hilarious. Big E gets into the ring right away, super excited, hugs Stephanie McMahon. She's super excited, hugging him back, jumping up and down. I thought that was really funny. But, uh, yeah, it was. A sick, uh, it's like they played the This Is Your Life in the WWE Kofi yeah, Kingston. Yeah, they played a really nice video tribute package to Kofi Kingston, which... I, I, I'm happy that SOS theme song is in WW2K19. I hope it makes its way again next year. I don't think it will, but it'd be nice if they carried over some, some of these characters that are like one-offs. Like the, it would be cool to have Brian Danielson again. I don't know if we it will. Was, it was funny because I was talking to Rachel about Kofi Kingston the other day. She's like, he's getting a WWE title shot. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it's going to be awesome. She's like, she looks at me and goes, hey, remember that one time you forgot he was Jamaican on TV? Oh, I, th- yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to bring up the time I told her there shouldn't be any pyro and there was. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was good, too. Yeah, but, no. But, hey, yeah, uh, so the new Daniel Bryan signs the contract. <laughs> and before Cope v. Kingston can sign it, you hear Vince McMahon's music come on the arena's PA system or whatever you'd call it. Vince McMahon comes out takes Kofi Kingston out of the match and introduces somebody that he thinks should be in the match, that being Kevin Owens, who uh, made I his return. For this. Yeah, you know, though, I think I think it was underwhelming here due to how over Kofi Kingston is. Like, people in the arena, what? I think, barely seemed to care that Kevin Owens was back and instead just chanted louder for Kofi Kingston. But that's the good thing. They're t- like, and I saw this article. I think on like, uh, I, I don't want to give him credit, but I will give him credit right, on WrestleZone today. Vince McMahon is taking things away from you, so you want it even more, so that way you're going to get more of a response at WrestleMania. That's yeah, like, but what's I, the response at WrestleMania? Well, that's what, what I'm hoping is that I mean, it I, does lead to something with Kofi no, Kingston getting a title shot, getting his final, oh, gotcha. like finally getting the the WWE Championship win. And no, no, no! Don't give credit to Russell's own. They suck. Let's not give credit where it may be due, but still, yeah. I liked. But, uh, I liked Xavier Woods and and uh, Big E being super pissed off at this. Yeah, they were all and like they played it so well. Yeah. And, so good about that. I mean, Kevin Owens felt bad. He went and got himself a tag team match with Kofi Kingston to take on Daniel Bryan and and Rowan. Mm-hmm. So. And then uh, first match of the evening we had was the returning. The bar. Yeah, the the bar losing to Jeff Hardy and the returning Matt Hardy. Hardy boys having, I I think uh, Hardy's haven't tagged, I think they said in over a year. Which At WrestleMania, right? Around that time. Well, no, that's not, I don't know. I guess it would, like it, yeah, it would have to be around that time. But, uh, okay. yeah, Matt Hardy, I popped. He did the V1 uh, taunt. And uh, I guess they're no longer broken. They're still doing the delete stuff. But what's weird about this is SmackDown, it was advertised a singles match, Cesaro versus Johnny Gargano. Huh. Yeah, that's right. Johnny Gargano was shown on Monday Night Raw with uh, Shawn Michaels backstage for like uh, the red carpet of Ric Flair's birthday party or whatever, which mm-hmm. Ric Flair, by the way, showed up two hours late to, and his wife showed up in like a night dress or whatever, like a night night, like a, a nighty, night yeah, something like that. Super weird, very weird. But uh, yeah, so he wasn't on Monday Night Raw. Neither was 
uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Ciampa and Gargano were not featured on this episode of SmackDown. So I don't know what, like, maybe maybe they were, like, they were in North Cackalack, so maybe they were just like, oh, you know, like, Matt Hardy's in great shape. He worked his his butt off to get some abs over there, some abs. Yeah, and then after after this match, uh, someone we mentioned last week that wasn't on SmackDown that was on this week is R-Truth. Yeah. He successfully mm -hmm. defended his uh, United States Championship in uh, the spirits of John Cena. Which was a fantastic segment. His hero. Yeah. He's looked up to John Cena all his all his life. John Cena, by the way, is I believe was like ten not ten, but like eight years younger than R Truth. Yeah. Also debuted seven years after R Truth did. But I thought that was really funny. And uh Andrade Cien Amas came out to answer the, the challenge only to have Rey Mysterio run down to the ring before he could get into the ring. Also answer the challenge and he goes, Oh, what would my hero John Cena do? Carmella's like, you know, he'd he'd take on both of them. So we had a triple threat match for the United States Championship. And R-Truth won, successfully retained, which I figured I figured because he wasn't on SmackDown since he won the title that we weren't going to see him retain here. I was very nervous, and I thought it was going to be one of the worst US title runs in history. No, that can't be worse than Nakamura. <laughs> Nakamura had a, a terrible run. Yes. That's for sure. But, yep, that was cool. Next, after the words, uh, I finally understand Brandon talking in Charlotte Prayer, uh, Flair promo speak. <laughs> Charlotte <laughs> Prayer. <laughs> yeah, just like a prayer. <laughs> I am the gold standard. Which, unrelated, where is Shelton Benjamin? Why is he not being used? Yeah. Where, where Where is he? Come on. They're waiting for a ladder match. That's why he got hired, is to do more money in the bank matches. But, yeah, she's talking about how she's the true champion. She's going to go to Monday Night Raw and accept her Ronda title. Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch are scared of me. They like fear me. Michael. Yeah. No, that's... I watched, I, I watched a little bit of The Office after that episode. <laughs> we spoke about that, and I was just like... That's Ronda oh, well, I Rousey. I saw was Charlotte Flair. No, that's Ronda Rousey, not Flair. Oh, sorry. But we spoke about it, though. Yeah. So, yeah, the gist of this is she's going to Monday Night Raw so Mr. McMahon could could give her the title. She, she, she cares about going to Monday Night Raw to be champion. She couldn't even care enough to show up to her father's birthday party. What a jerk. What a jerk. Uh, I, was, I, was hoping, had... I was hoping during this segment that, like, Oscar would come out and, like, be all pissed off or something and, like, just be like... Why am I being like pushed back into the shadows? Why aren't I being spotlighted? Everything's on. Everything's all about Rousey. Everything's all about Becky Lynch. Everything's all about Charlotte. I'm Oscar. I have one of the longest undefeated streaks in WWE history, or the longest undefeated streak in history. Why are I? Not, why am I not in this picture or something? I'm the champion, and it sucks because the only reason why she's champion is because of Ronda Rousey and Charlotte and Becky. And they're not doing anything with her. She's not. She wasn't even on SmackDown this week. They just announced yeah. online or something that that uh, she's getting a match at Fastlane with Mandy Rose. Did you see the botch that they did for the picture? No. Oh, like they had a picture of Mandy Rose and Randy Orton's arm is like right behind. I've sent it in our Facebook group Wait, chat. Randy Orton is in the in the thing. No, just part of his arm. Hold on. I'm I was I was hoping in this segment that. 
Asuka would like beat up Charlotte Flair or something because I, as much as I, I mean, I said this the other week, I think that Charlotte normally gets handed everything, but it would be really nice to get, how, how does that even work? How does that happen that Randy Orton's arm is in that? Is that Randy Orton's arm or is that somebody else's? That's Randy Orton's arm. He has Asian symbols on his arm. Those aren't Asian. What is that? That's They're like Asian the skulls writing? and stuff like that. That's not a skull. That's Asian writing. Uh, I wonder whose arm that is then. It says dream on it or something. Who? I don't know whose arm that is. Who? 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 Anyway, okay. So let, uh, I guess you could say next up, SmackDown. If you, Brandon, you're good with that stuff. Look it up. Um, SmackDown I mean, it could was be Alistair Black. I don't think so, because I don't think he'd have Dream on his arm. Anyway, speaking of Aleister Black, he was in the next tag team match, because there was like five tag team matches on SmackDown. Him and Ricochet picked up the win over Nakamura and Rusev. I like this match. I feel like the Black Mass at the end was very, like, he was just waiting for Nakamura to run, rather than, like, it be very fluid. Yeah. And I feel like this match highlighted Aleister Black more than it did Ricochet. I I agree with that. Yeah. I am, uh kind of disappointed at this point why why because it's like like chris said during raw when we were speaking about monday night raw it's like at this point they're they're showcasing at least for alistair black they're showcasing they're showcasing them really well you just had this whole thing of like two months ago or whatever whoa we're bringing up these nxt call-ups and they're gonna be free agents until they sign within a, a roster officially Where's, like, EC3 just gets dropped out of nowhere. He's losing matches on main event now. It makes no sense. And really? Then, and you have guys like this. I, that's why, like, here I wanted, like, Nakamura and, and Rusev to win this match. Because why, like, it doesn't make sense for me to have them, these NXT call-ups, come up and win every single match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, where the hell are the other guys that they call up? You have Lacey Evans, who literally... A little bit later on on SmackDown, just prances out and does nothing. But she's still in your mind. She literally does nothing. I don't understand how you guys don't think that's dumb. Her theme song might be stuck in my head, but she's not doing anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a great theme song. Heavy Machinery, they had the the two back-to-back championship matches. Then they're doing dark matches before, before, before the shows. Lars Sullivan disappeared. I don't know. Maybe the rumors with him having the panic attack were true. I have no idea. He's nowhere to be found. Where he was supposed to debut when everyone else was, but he had like a giant panic attack or didn't show up to Raw and or did no show way. up and left or whatever. And then EC3, who had the mini feud with Dean Ambrose, not even a feud, one two matches. There's, they're not doing anything with it. But here, Aleister Black and Ricochet are getting pushed to the moon. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I think only time's going to tell, but I think that they do have big things in mind for, um, for whatever it is. For, for who? Oh, Lacey Evans. Yeah. Lacey Evans. Yeah. See, that's, and I, that's, that's another rumored WrestleMania matches, Lacey Evans versus Asuka. Whereas I think Asuka could 100% just take on Charlotte and then win at WrestleMania. 
have a direct mm-hmm. rematch from the year before. Yeah, I can see that. Like, have the one-on-one with Becky Lynch and Rousey, and then have Charlotte versus Asuka. Then you want to add two other women's matches. You have the tag team championships defended, and you have a, a battle royal. A May Young, or not a May Young, uh... Well, fabulous it's, not a, it's not a fabulous Moolah one. Just a Miss WrestleMania Battle Royal or whatever they called the last time. I forget. But have have those four women matches. That's perfectly fine. I don't think Lacey Evans, they're, she's not doing anything. I thought at least this time we'd get a promo from her. Nothing. It's absolutely nothing. She's doing, she's coming out and walking. That's it. But I, I don't know how that's does. building. She's I don't know how a... that's building anything. Well, it's building heat. I mean, look how angry you are. But it's not building... It, yeah. That's different heat. Damn. It's not the right heat. It's not like I'm not booing Lacey Evans because she's a heel. I'm booing creative because they're not doing anything. I think it's so stupid. Something. They're not. And they're making you talk about it. She didn't even have a promo. She's not doing no. anything. Mm-hmm. She's Does just catwalking. And that's the dumbest thing. She's showing off how much of a lady she is and you're not... Yeah, I'm definitely not a lady. You sure? Yeah. It's okay if you are. I mean, you're acting like one. Oh! oh! Anyway. Bam roasted! Anyway, before... He can't say anything, it's great. Kayla um, <laughs> Braxton was backstage interviewing AJ Styles about his current position in WWE. And she brought up how he's kind of been in a, a slump recently. And AJ Styles kind of admitted that, yeah, recently he has been in a slump, and it's kind of his fault that the new Daniel Bryan rose to such high levels because he didn't stop him. Mm-hmm. And he brought up how it's his the, the house that AJ Styles built. And Randy Orton comes up and he goes, the house that what? And walked off. I thought for sure earlier in the night when Vince McMahon said somebody who deserves a title match, I thought it was going to be Randy Orton in that spot. Randy. So I guess maybe we're getting Randy Orton versus AJ Styles at some point. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming that's how it's going to go. Yeah. And then in the main event, we had Kofi Kingston and Kevin Owens team up to take on the new Daniel Bryan and Rowan. And win with a Stone Cold Stunner. Yeah. A beautiful, beautiful Stone Cold Stunner. Stone Cold Steve Austin approved. Yes, it was. It was great. And I love that. I've, if that's going to be his new finisher, all about it. Yeah. Because, A, you know with Kevin Owens, he probably reached out to Stone Cold and goes, hey, I want to use the stunner as your finisher. And Stone Cold's probably like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> he even tweeted about it. He even tweeted to uh, Stone Cold. Yeah, about it. So it was—it's always pretty cool. Yeah, it's—it's it's great. I love uh, Kevin Owens' new ink on his arm too. Somebody like, asked him, "But why do you have a panda bear and whatever?" He goes, "Because animals." That's great. <laughs> He's a zoo enthusiast. It's very—it's very weird seeing him come back. Like he came back with well, the no, first no. time. No, no, I meant like he came back with a, a new with new ink. T.J. Perkins had come back with new ink. Yeah, Ty Dillinger big, came back so with like a random. full sleeve. Or well, something. Didn't come back that long. Well, I mean, he came back on live events, not TV, but yeah, yeah. So that's SmackDown. Uh, that's Monday Night. No, it was, hey, it was a fun tag team match, though. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it was. 
Babyface getting all the spots. Kofi Kingston. Did you listen to Edge and Christian's podcast last week with Kofi Kingston? I no. did not. You know that leap of faith thing he he does where yes. he just like jumps. Mm-hmm. He got. He said he got that from Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Really? Yeah. Wow. It, um, it's the Double Christ Air. I have to go on YouTube and check this out now. Uh, and then his Trouble in Paradise kick he got from Kino from Ninja Turtles Two. Because he did that, he's like, "Oh, that'd be a cool finisher." That's interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I'm such a geek with this stuff, and I like, and they were like popping huge for it. But mm. yeah, no, that was SmackDown. I feel like you know, you see the tension between them. It's like I, I'm still trying to get used to babyface Kevin Owens. That's the thing. I'm just waiting for him to like kick Kofi and give him a power bomb and finish him off. But it doesn't look like it's happening that that way. But how long is this going to maintain if everybody's riding that Kofi mania? Well, I think Kofi is going to get Yeah, obviously we see – maybe we see like a full New Day promo next week like like pissed off. Vince McMahon puts him up to a test or something. Obviously the match with Kevin Owens is going to be a thing with uh, with Daniel Bryan at Fastlane. So maybe once we get beyond that, we start to to actually see Kofi Mania running happen. wild, brother. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I he deserves it. So if I mean the thing that stinks, it I mean it seems like they're building up WrestleMania this year to be the year of the underdogs. Uh, like you're gonna have hopefully Becky Lynch come up huge. Hopefully you have Kofi Kingston come up huge. Like all these these two baby faces that. We recognize yeah, as fans. Seth that, Rollins, too, coming, overcoming Brock Lesnar. Well, no, that's yeah, a little but, different. Well, well, yeah, with Kofi and Becky, they've been overlooked for so long. And everybody always recognizes how talented they are and how good they would be as champions, yet never really had their day in the spotlight. Um, so it would be, it's going to be really awesome. Like the to, Ascension. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe the Ascension will rise in 2019. You never know. In, in, in some sense, it's the same way. Of course, it's a lot less of time with uh, the revival, but it's kind of like the same thing, where they almost, I guess, threatened to quit or whatever, as per the internet gimmicks. But uh, I mean, I, I, I hope that Sanity is going to be a name that gets brought up around WrestleMania time for the tag team titles. That's I don't see that happening. I it, it'll I would assume maybe now that the Hardys are back, we'll see some sort of Hardys versus Usos situation. Hopefully. Be cool. I, I don't know. I wouldn't want that right now. Like I, I'd rather, especially because we have Sanity on the roster and there's a few other tag teams on the roster that are really being utilized. So, well, do you think raw and SmackDown will both have fatal four way matches for the tag team titles? No, I think they I, they might have done that the last time at WrestleMania 20. Okay. It could it it could be. I mean, they could do that because then it's also a way to get everybody featured on your rosters, especially when you're well. I guess you're not limited on time, but it's you're limited on your amount of matches, and you could throw everybody all the those tag teams in one match and but just spot them. Who goes into that? Usos are tag team champions, so they're in it. Hardy, I, I could only assume Hardys are going to be in that. If Kofi is doing the Kofi Mania versus the new Daniel Bryan, New Day, I don't think will be in the tag team title spot. Really? And I don't think they should be in that spot because they should be like all focused. Like we're doing whatever we can. We're putting all our focus to Kofi Kingston. If they do do that, then I want to, 
I want them to have a promo where they do say, hey, we're not going to be taking this place because we want to be there for your support. Instead of focusing on us, we're going to focus on you. We have, I would want that in a promo form. We have the Instead bar. of us like assuming it. We have the bar. Yeah. We have the Heavy club. machinery. Anderson, yeah, Anderson Gallows. We have Sanity. We have the Colognes. <laughs> I don't think I don't think heavy machinery deserves a WrestleMania spot like that. And the Colognes do? No. I I mean I'm not saying they don't. They've had it before, not on like a main card. They've had kickoff tag team title shots, but I don't think they, they they're would. they're not like that's the thing though. They're not building anybody up right now to to have a WrestleMania title shot hmm. they haven't well, for, the, for, for a long time now they're not building up the tag team division they just had that promo a few oh, weeks ago where wait. it's like oh same old same old but then you go about, ahead and have the usos win could you have miz and mcmahon again or is that done i think that's well they have their rematch at fast lane so once that happens i assume it's in cleveland which is miz's hometown so I expect oh, something they, big there. I don't know what because that if they, especially if they're giving us I mean if they're going to give Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, I don't know where Miz fits into everything. Dude, it's so obvious. I I mentioned it a while ago. Shane McMahon is going to turn on the Miz. The Miz is going to be such a huge baby that face, especially if it doesn't make sense that, to for them to do I that. I disagree. I think it makes total sense. Instead of because they have to separate somehow. They're not going to mutually be like, bye, bye. No, there's going to be some sort of feud. And I think if The Miz turns on Shane, that's too predictable. We've seen that before. We've seen The Miz turn on many people. And it's not going to do, he's going to remain in the same position where he has been. If Shane McMahon turns on The Miz, or if Shane McMahon ha- hires someone, maybe Lars Sullivan, to turn and attack The Miz for him, because he just can't stand him. He can't. His attitude, his arrogance, he just put up with him just because it was good ratings at the time. And I, and then Shane turns on The Miz. It's in his hometown. He could be shot right up there. But you're shooting him up for Miz versus Shane at WrestleMania or yeah. a triple I mean, threat for, with yeah. Daniel Bryan, Miz, no, no, and no, Kofi? Just, no, no, not yet. I, I would say I would, it would be a shoot up to also, Shane McMahon versus The Miz at WrestleMania. But then after that, it could lead into whatever else after. But he would already be solidified as a huge babyface with that. Also, keep in mind that so far, every single like singles title match at WrestleMania, we're wanting singles matches for. And I don't think that's going to happen. I agree with you. But I don't think that that position is going to be where the Miz goes unless... Unless it, it, it could is. be like a six man match or whatever. Like you, maybe they're maybe they're gonna add like a, a six man scramble sort of situation. Have a ladder match at WrestleMania for the WWE Championship. It's kind of hokey, but I'd be behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think no matter what, I think we're all very excited for this WrestleMania. As long as I the think... outcome of this year's WrestleMania is Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey. With Becky Lynch going over and Hawkins and Ryder winning the Raw Tag Team Championships. That's all I care about. You know, I, I think that we have a lot of reasons to watch this WrestleMania. I'm very excited for this. Um, this past week, I didn't really get to watch the wrestling product. So that's why I'm so quiet here and there. But it's still very exciting. WrestleMania is one of the most exciting times 
of the years. Uh, of the year. Of the years. And, yeah, of the years. But it's the mo- one of the most exciting times of the year, the especially as a, as a wrestling fan and stuff. So I, I cannot wait. And I still think, I still wish they would be doing singles matches with Hawkins and Ryder. Instead, they keep them on .com exclusive content. Yeah, uh, hopefully that gets switched over to them, especially with the success of their YouTube show. Um, I don't know. Hopefully more comes of it. Well, I just think it should, I, like, why should Ryder also be on this losing streak? Uh, to me, that doesn't make sense. It's going to switch around. He should also be, like, having singles matches where he's winning singles matches. And then Hawkins like, well, if Zach can do it, maybe I can do it. And then he goes, I challenge whatever. Like, he's facing, I don't know, let's say they're facing... Well, they're both face tag teams. I would say Bo and Axel, for an example, where he faces Bo and wins, and then he, I want to face Axel, and then he challenges him, and Axel wins. Yeah. Something, something I think like that could could be very beneficial towards WrestleMania if what Chris had originally stated is going to happen. And again, we don't know if that's going to happen. We're just fans. Yeah. But that was Absolutely. sports entertainment. That was yep. outside the ring news as well. Now it's time for Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Uh, that's right. It is Chris's match of the week time. Uh, it, this is, comes from NXT from a couple weeks ago. Drew Gulak versus the debuting Eric Bugenhagen. Did I say that right? Bugenhagen. Uh, it is. Bo- I think it's Bugenhagen. I don't get his gimmick. I don't. Get I it. love it. I mean, it's, it's right. over. Super over in NXT. I don't get it. The high pitched squeals. Yeah, Who is this? Eric Bugenhagen. He uh, he rocks out to air guitar and the fans and air piano and air drums. It's great. Interesting. You know me. I like those those gimmicky gimmicks. So go check it out. It was fun. It's a good little match game. They got uh to the main event, which was a uh, Drew Gulak versus Matt Riddle, which was just brah. So both those matches, Drew screw Drew Gulak on NXT, brah. Anyway, Brandon, who you shouting out? I'm Louie Anderson. Survey says Brandon shoutouts. First shoutout is happening because I forgot to mention it last week. That in that six-man tag team match on SmackDown, Kofi Kingston knocked Randy Orton down and yelled stupid, stupid, stupid oh, great. at him. Which was a callback <laughs> to Randy Orton being pissed off at Kofi Kingston for getting up during a match on Monday Night Raw that they had in 2009. When Randy Orton's new finisher was the punt, but Kofi Kingston went to get up for an RKO, and and he pushed him down, called him stupid, and then, or no, he pushed him down and then ended up hitting the RKO and then called him stupid over and over again. Because, that was guess, so. That was like a moment where like all of us were watching. We we're just like, he is so childish. Yeah. But I popped for that that it happened last week reversed, in the reverse situation. Which obviously there was no heat this time around, but so. But uh, next up goes to the five-year anniversary episode of the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, because it was filmed like the Larry Sanders show, and everyone played like fictional versions of themselves. It was like a fully scripted episode. I thought it was really good. And then the last shout-out goes to Peter Tork of the Monkees. He unfortunately passed away last week. 
Uh, I saw him perform twice with the Monkees, and I wish they would induct them into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Be cool. Yeah. So, those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for... Our... Right, our mark out moment of the week. Um, I think for me, Matt Hardy unexpectedly making that return. I think Roman Reigns. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Roman Reigns on that. I had goosebumps. Yeah, I did. I was like, try. I, I'm, I'm kind of backed up with work right now. Um, hopefully, none of my jobs tell me uh, listen to this podcast. <laughs> Uh, but I'm like, I, I had to stop and I had to sit there and I had to stand and watch this entire promo and I got the feels, man. Kind of got like, uh, I was just like, man, I'm like, this is good. I just, I like, just hope they like are donating proceeds or something to charity for those t-shirts and those wristbands. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we'll see. So. I, I think also, uh, I thought it was really cool that WWE put out a video of Pat McAfee, um, Pointing out how bad the crowd at Raw was last week. Uh, you know he's he's like um, he has a commercial now for the new Natty Lights. They're coming really? out. I, I mean, I don't really even know what Natty Lights are, so uh, I, I know it's alcoholic beverages. The best beer. best worst beer ever. Uh, but, but Natty Lights are now making a, a, a beer called Natter Days, oh which are going to be strawberry lemonade infused beers. Oh, oh I no. think I saw that actually. Yeah, I. I one of the things that I also uh, marked out for I yeah, for Natter Days. Okay, continue. Sorry, what's that? I said continue. So my apologies. I, I wasn't finished talking about Pat. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, it's why? Fine. What about Pat? Well, no, I well specifically about how the crowd was dead. But like I understand coming from well, because when I go to shows, I rely on the rest of the crowd. But we're a New York market where the crowd's not going to be dead. Mm-hmm. No, never. So it's like I'm like I like to sit at a show and like just sit there, calm, quietly, respectfully, just watch. And then scream out Shelton's mama from time to time. <laughs> that was a Ring of Honor show. That's completely <laughs> different. That was those funny. fan those fans got me heated. Yeah. Um. One of the things I marked out for was Rex Laws becoming the NYWC champ. Yeah. Having his so. huge packs. Oh yeah. yeah. And I guess keeping it NYWC themed, Tony Nice advancing in the tournament for the Cruiserweight Championship where he uh defeated Kalisto this past week. So like it's still kind of early in the tournament to tell if he'll make it to the finals, but as of now, I I really hope so. And it'd be cool because him and Buddy Murphy are on like on screen yeah, there. Yeah, they're like partners kind of, but not partners. Mm. So they're associated together. I think there's story there, and I think it'd be cool to see Tony Nese defeat Buddy Murphy for the Cruiserweight Championship in New York, New Jersey, in the market of New York, New Jersey, I should say. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anything else? Um, I don't believe so. All right, so that's our show for this week. Marking out episode 421. Uh, we probably have a pay-per-view next week, so we'll talk about that next week. We do. But- yeah. A, a week from Sunday is is uh, Fastlane. Yeah. Right, 
<laughs> wow. Anyway, so we'll have predictions next week for Fastlane. So until then, uh, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We appreciate that. Facebook.com slash out, Twitter.com slash out, YouTube.com slash out 11 Go buy our shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com slash out, where we have uh, set a new record recently for the most times we say regardless in an episode and that's uh six that's seven yep is that not seven now a uh, seven whatever regardless though six. yep that's eight slash marking out yeah uh follow me on twitter chris Sween dog dave on twitter at dave the rave underscore mo and brandon on twitter at bttg161 and until next week we wish you the the Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have good books on the chocolate cake. Have a fantastic